you're listening to How I See It, hosted by Han. You guessed it, that's me. I am here to motivate and inspire you with guests from all different industries and backgrounds. So get ready for personal stories of success, of growth, full of highs and lows, and of course, unapologetic realness. This is How I See It. Okay, you guys, welcome back to the pod. I'm here with Priscilla Presley. That's how you say your last name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I just yeah, just like before. Elvis. Yeah. I know. I was gonna say, <laughs> are you an Elvis fan? Um. Oh my gosh, that is a story for another day. Okay, but I need to hear it that is off. Absolutely. Mike. Basically, my dad was one of the very first Elvis Presley impersonators whenever like Elvis was still alive and he like what? looks identical to him it's kind of crazy oh my god <laughs> I love that that's so cool but yes. anyway I'm here with Priscilla Presley <laughs> she's a CEO of Forward Female which we said if you listen to the last episode Forward Female is a business coaching and creative agency they offer a one-on-one coaching they provide a digital space for accountability and community and they also are seriously a full service creative agency and support for women she She's helped over 150 women entrepreneurs start and grow successful businesses. And I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming on. I'm so excited to get to chat. You got to chat all with uh, Lo. So now we get to chat one-on-one. Okay, so start from the beginning. How did, like, where did this journey begin? How did the idea come up? How'd you meet Lauren? Give it it all to us. Yeah, totally. So, um, you know, my journey really began um, from really like childhood, really having this dream of entrepreneurship, but also really wanting to be in media and um, work in TV. Um, So I'm from Dallas originally, and I'm kind of one of those like ambitious humans that like once I like set my eyes on something I just can't stop um for better or for worse yeah and I know the feeling yeah (laughs) so um my whole life I was really like um uh, dead set on being in television and media. And um, so whenever I went to college, I went to college on a full ride scholarship for TV and media. Uh-huh. Thought I, I w- thought I wanted to be in like news um, or some kind of realm of that, realizing I liked entertainment more. And so really built um, my career, my internships and all of that off of like entertainment media. Went to Los Angeles for spring break, fell in love and realized Aww. I like had to be here. So right after college, I got an internship to work at Warner Brothers, and cool. um, which was like my dream. Um, and I worked my way up there from intern to executive assistant to field producing and producing big partnerships. Wow. And this was all in my very first job, like right out of college, That's so um, cool. which was amazing. And I thought I had like truly made it and everybody back home like oh my gosh she's so successful right out of college but I was slowly becoming less fulfilled I was slowly becoming um, less happy and trying to understand why and realizing that where I saw myself there although that's where I thought I wanted my entire life to be was um, not that And it was something I wasn't sure that it was. And my whole life, I had been so sure of everything. So I felt a little lost. And I was in my early 20s and I was feeling lost. So I went in this like discovery mode. I definitely want you to get into that because I feel like that's really important what you're talking about. And that's really hard to like cope with and swallow as well. Totally. So whenever I went into this like discovery mode, I was really testing out things. I was seeing other businesses that really lit me up. I was going to networking events and just by myself just to really kind of explore what it is that really made me happy and what 
really I wanted to do next. And that led me into a job with Bumble, um, which was, uh, you know, the networking app um, yeah. uh, and dating app. And, and what did uh, you do for them? I was doing uh, marketing. So okay, I was doing cool. their like experiential events. So I was hosting all of the events that Bumble was throwing and partnerships that they were doing in Los Angeles and um, learning a lot and meeting a ton of people through that. And that's kind of where really the beginning of Forward Female began because my very first event that I ever threw, I didn't know a ton of people. It was a small brunch that I held for women um, in Los Angeles. And I just invited anybody that I did know at that time. <laughs> I love that. And one of my really good friends, uh, Erica De La Cruz, was one of those women. And you could bring a plus one. And she brought Lauren. Lo and I didn't get a, a chance to really talk too much, but I found out a little bit about what she was doing. And I was really interested by like her life and what she was doing. She had this creative agency. She was living the life like that she wanted to be living and really passionate about what she was doing. And I really admired that. And so through that, we continued to have conversations. I was doing all these events for Bumble. I had to throw like several every single month. Uh -huh. And um, I hired her agency to do all the photography and help me with all of these events. And I asked her to do my personal brand because I was trying to explore what I wanted to do beyond this. Yeah. I did realize that like there were so many connections that we both had and that maybe whenever she was redoing my website, maybe she could just put everybody on there and what everybody did and wanted to do and all of this so we could all just like connect because there was so much beauty and connection and networking and being the entrepreneurial spirit that Lo is, um, she quickly let me know that that wasn't, um, <laughs> didn't make a lot of sense or that shouldn't be the way that it was done, but it was a good idea and maybe we should explore it in a different way. And that's exactly what we did. And we started exploring how we could bring women together authentically. There was no like, um, there was no competition mindset. It was all collaboration. It was all about how we could help each other succeed and achieve the life that we all actually wanted to be living. I love that. So that was just like the mission that we, we yeah. didn't know how it was going to be, what the business model would actually be. We just started building it off of that mission and decided that it was a business after we explored it um, enough and really just relentlessly never gave up on that mission. I think from that day all the way to today is really what we like live off of and have built a, a business around that mission. I mean, me and Lauren talked a ton about mission and like how it has to start with a mission. Yeah. I know that you're more of the business side of yeah. things. What would did that beginning look like? What yeah. do you talk about with the women you coach about the beginning stages of a business? One, surrounding yourself with really, really supportive, positive people. And through us starting our business, we brought in our third partner, NJ, um, who was part of that um, for us and really helping guide us into how to really build a business that we see being really, really big and how to like build that foundation and how to really stabilize cash flow and all of these things that for me uh, as like built this really being one of the first businesses that I built, I was learning a lot of that from the beginning. I had a lot of corporate background, so I understood things on like a big grand scheme level and how to execute deals and, and yeah. things like that really well. But there was a lot that I had to learn whenever we were first getting started. Um, and I love numbers and I love all of that. And so through all of that learning, I knew that 
so many women needed all of this support too because we were attracting all of these women into our space. They were seeing what we were doing, how we were like building this business and they wanted to know how to do it too. So we really started coaching them on how we were doing it and how they could do it. Yeah. So all of that has changed drastically since when we first started. When we first started, we had a physical space where like coaching was $50 a month for unlimited coaching. You would come to the space, we'd make you coffee and we'd like just talk about business. It was really fun. That's so cool. Um, which that business model does not work um, in case you're wondering. However, <laughs> um, we've shifted. I make it sound so cool. <laughs> it sounds great, yeah. right? Um, but we've shifted a lot to really understand the importance of dedication, accountability, and, and coaching can help you build really big businesses. Yeah. We've seen it, how we've done it time and time and time and time again. It's starting with understanding where you want to go. It's understanding what the mission is that's driving you to get there. And then understand who you're serving and like how you're going to serve them better than anybody else is serving them. I think something you're really um, pointing out to me too that I think is really important to know is like as entrepreneurs, I think we try to do everything, mm -hmm. which at the beginning stages I think is very normal. Yeah. But I think it's really cool that you guys all came together with such different background experience, yeah. came together and utilized what knowledge you did have yeah and you could add all these different aspects to the business mm -hmm. which is really really cool yeah I think it was it's always being open and staying curious like yes. we don't think that we know it all by any means at yeah. this point in business but we're curious to find out more every day and figure out how we can be better businesswomen how we can make our business better how we can serve our clients better and if you have that kind of mindset, I think there's a lot of success that comes from that. Yeah. I think people limit themselves a lot with education, especially mm -hmm. women. I think yeah. women are really intimidated yeah. by the idea of starting a business. Yeah. Um, me and Lauren talked a lot about the motivational side and the mental game behind mm -hmm. it. But I think there's another side that's really, really mm -hmm. intimidating for women, which is just the logistics yeah. of starting a business. Yeah. So in these coaching sessions, especially from your side, mm -hmm. what are those beginning stages? Like, what does that look like from like a logistic standpoint? Maybe there's someone listening who like wants to do it and they feel motivated to do it, but maybe yeah. there's a little bit of fear. Yeah. I would say the number one thing to really get past and what I see a lot of people try to skip over is really figuring out the numbers and really figuring out the budget and really figuring out like your capacity versus like what you're actually able to do. So let's, uh, and this can be for a service or like a product based like business if you're, if you're doing this. So if you're doing like a service based business and let's say you want to start like a coaching business just for example, mm -hmm. and you're thinking, I think that I'm worth uh, $50 an hour. Right. Yeah. Um, and coaching and which by the way, if you're thinking that that's already under <laughs> way under what you should be charging, but understanding how many women do you want to serve? Right. And if you're charging $50 and you can, in your, you want to serve 10 women every single month. If we look at that, really, that's not a sustainable business model at the end of the day. If you're going to do that, you're going to need other revenue streams in order to support it. First, you have to really understand personally what your goals are. Yeah. Getting past like the mindset component of like actually starting and actually building the business yeah. is a big feat to get over. Yeah. So now that you've gotten over that, you want to make sure that all of this hard like 
this time, energy, and effort that you're putting into this business is actually going to be like working towards a goal that you're actually really excited about, like financially in your life. The reason why you're probably starting the business is because you don't want to be confined to a certain salary um, or you don't want to like work certain hours and you want more freedom, right? Yeah. We have to be realistic with the mission. You need to lead with mission, but obviously there's a need to like pay rent, live, hit a certain goal financially. Exactly. So making sure that the business model that you're building is going to like help you live the life that you actually want. Now, some people want to, you know, live in a mansion and drive a Ferrari and all of those things. And that's great, but you better be building a business model that actually supports that. Some people just want to live their own life and have more freedom to do more things that they like actually want to do. And so maybe you don't have to be like as ambitious with like your numbers, like at the end of the day, because that's not actually what your goal is. But understanding what that is financially too, is going to be really, really important as you're starting your business. So you can make sure this business model can actually achieve that. And the numbers, it's just like a math equation really of saying, does what I offer, um, do I have the capacity with like the services that I have right now to reach the financial goal that I want? And if it doesn't add up to that financial goal, then it might be thing. It might be an idea to switch around the the actual pricing of what you of what you have, or switch around the capacity that you're actually looking to like serve to. Same with like a product based business. That like if you're a product based business has its own set of challenges that you have to look at because you're looking at inventory. You're looking at a lot of like upfront investment versus like a service-based business. Yeah. So you have to make sure that you're going to have the cash flow to be able to support yourself, but also being able to support the business at the end of the day to have enough inventory to get to where you want to get to. And um, if you want to build the business on your own, if you want to get investors involved, if you want to get funding from different places, there's a lot of different things that you have to look at, which is why it's a, a overwhelming yeah. for a lot of people. And it's so crucial to have a business coach or a business mentor or somebody that really has done it before that can lay everything out for you. Um, so you can understand what your options truly are and not limit yourself to at the end of the day. I think when you're an entrepreneur, you have to have a level of almost like delusional, like positivity to keep pushing forward and like go after your dreams. But there's another side where you have to be really real with yourself Mm -hmm. on like where you're starting out, how much you've made in the last year moving up. That is really hard for a lot of entrepreneurs in general, but Mm -hmm. I think specifically women, because they've been fed this idea that it's like not who they're supposed to be or Mm -hmm. maybe they weren't catered that information because they were a woman I know for me I had to really look at my finances the last couple years and be like okay I need to write down everything all my expenses everything what's my goal here because you can like write like say a goal like I want it to be big Mm -hmm. but like if you're not being specific with like how many partnerships do I actually need to bring in this month how many clients do I actually need to have Mm -hmm. so I know that you are like specialty Mm -hmm. is strategy. Yeah. How do you go about strategy? Mm -hmm. Like, especially for people listening who are wanting to start a business or maybe they have kind of the beginning of a business. Well, strategy starts with goal, starts with objective, right? So I like to think of it almost like as a board game, right? So if you are needing to build a strategy, you have to know exactly where you're wanting to get to, which is everything that we've been talking about, right? What's that financial objective? What's like the business objective? Like I want to impact a a million women. I want to make a million dollars. I want like these are the goals that you have in place. And from having a goal, you're able to build the path to get there. Right. Mm -hmm. So every strategy 
is going to be different in order to achieve that one goal. You think you're playing the game of Monopoly, right? Yeah. Everybody has their own game. Everybody has <laughs> their own strategy to try to win that game. Now, you don't always win the game, and that's okay. But every time you play it, you know more and more and more in order to like tweak and evolve your strategy to achieve it better and maybe win the game the next yeah. time. So you have to understand that the first strategy that you put into place more likely than not is not going to work and is not going to achieve the goal. Yeah. And that's okay. Right. <laughs> that's the point where we don't give up because yeah. there has to be resilience within, um, building the strategy and within building the business. Yeah. I feel like there's this false, like representation on especially social media yeah. that like things are just going to happen instantaneously, <laughs> especially in like the influencer community. Like yeah. you see people like Dixie D'Amelio, Charlie D'Amelio, these mm-hmm. big TikTok stars that just blew up overnight mm-hmm. and people compare their journey to that mm-hmm. and then get discouraged. Mm-hmm. And that's like not normal at all. It's mm-hmm. normal to have to try out multiple strategies. Yeah, exactly. And you have to figure out the one that like works for you. The one that worked for the person next to you, if you did that same exact strategy you will get a different result like that's why it really bothers me whenever people say join my course or do my bike program and you're going to get this result like guaranteed because really we all have different ways that we move and groove we all have different ideas and perspectives that we should be putting into our own strategies for success and you have to be able to really lean into that in order to see like true authentic success that's like sustainable for the long term you could see short-term like results and like short-term kind of dopamine hits I like to call them but like to really kind of see what you want in the long term and the long game you have to be able to like lean into your authenticity figure out the strategy that like feels like authentic to you that's creative that really like leans into like your own superpower that can really help you see the success that you want to see so there is no final destination right even if your goal is to hit a million dollars once you hit that million dollars you're probably want going to want to achieve something else you're not going to like give up at that point yeah um so it's always evolving and you have to be able to have resiliency within that and be able to pivot pivot quickly and understand your numbers so you know when to pivot and when to pivot quickly um and make those decisions that um might be harder to make I'm really glad you said that because your story earlier talking about having to like pivot a completely different career and actually like Mm -hmm. pivot your dream. Mm -hmm. Not only is that hard just as a person, but Mm -hmm. like mentally, like the idea of having to like pivot my entire business and dream that would be hard for me to swallow. It was Mm -hmm. probably hard for you to swallow. Mm -hmm. And I know there's probably a ton of people having to go through it. Yeah. How did you get over that and find this new passion? And like, cause where you are now, Mm -hmm. you're probably like, Oh my gosh, this is where I was supposed to be. This is my dream. But I'm sure in the moment it was really, really hard. Yeah. And I think, um, just because something is hard or difficult doesn't mean that it's like the right thing that you should do. And really being able to lean into like your own core values, like what makes you really happy, like really lean into and demand the life that you want to live and then make sure other things like follow suit like from there. So although leaving like what I thought like was my dream career at the time, I knew it was right like in my soul that yeah. it, that I wanted to be living a different life and I saw my life differently. So although I was like bawling my eyes out like the last yeah. day that I quit, I made that decision, but I was still bawling whenever I was walking out those doors 
um it was almost this like emotional release to like lead me into this like next evolution of where I knew I was meant to be I like to look forward and not backwards like there's absolutely nothing that I can do about the past but I get to take all of those learning lessons and all of those wins and all of that experience with me into whatever I get to do next and I know that I'm powerful within that and nobody can shake me as much as they as much as they try and really holding that and having your mindset be so solid through those experiences is critical um and if you don't feel like you have that that's the number one thing yeah to work on I love that you said that because I feel like it speaks to the idea that like you have to be able to pivot be very flexible follow like where you're led I think also though that you need to really know yourself and like we talked about it a little bit on Lauren's episode but like Mm -hmm. what's right for me what's not right for me like am I feeling unfulfilled by something because I need to make a pivot in my business or do I need to completely change my idea mm-hmm. kind of going off of that I feel like you said a lot of really cool things mm-hmm. I feel like we take our business like very personally almost yeah. like it's a part of who we are yeah. I think that's a lot easier said than done we mm-hmm. all do it especially mm-hmm. as entrepreneurs yes. like it I think it fuels a lot of us but mm-hmm. I think you need to be able to pull yourself out a little bit and mm-hmm. actually see like what value can this bring? Would it be smarter to move and pivot this mm-hmm. way? Because you're going to end up being happier in the end and more successful in the end. A hundred percent. I was just talking to one of my clients about this yesterday and I talked to my clients about this a lot. And although I'm a business coach, they often call me their business therapist <laughs> because um, we talk a lot about personal life and business because it is very much intertwined, especially as you're an independent business owner, you're an entrepreneur, you're doing this thing on your own and your mindset like in your personal life has to be really strong too because um we're looking for I heard this like quote from somebody who was really successful um like a couple months ago and it was this idea of of balance and it's not really a thing like you're not looking for balance in your personal life and your business life you're looking for harmony really you want there to be harmony within your personal life and your business life and that you're really happy with where your professional life is but you're also really happy with like your personal life too and when both of those are like in sync like that's when there's like magic and that's when you feel really fulfilled otherwise you're gonna feel like something's missing and sometimes you have to give more to your personal life and sometimes you have to give more to your professional life and there is never this perfect balance but there can be a harmony between the two if you really love both of them so if you're feeling like you don't really love your personal life right now don't just give it all to your business because if something happened to that at the end of the day it would be devastating because you don't have something else to really balance it out so really focus on the personal life too sometimes the homework that I give to my clients is to get out in the world go get their nails done go get like their hair done go like do something that makes them happy as a human being because that is going to help every other area of your life too I completely agree and you can't honestly I really believe this you can't provide value to people you can't influence people in my case if you're not happy and you're not authentic with yourself Mm -hmm. as soon as you're able to like kind of break that down and really like dig deep into yourself understand what your core values are what are the cups in front of you that make you really happy in life then you're able to really like flourish in everything no matter what it is that you want to do you want to start the business you want to grow a following you want to go on like and build a family like whatever it is that you want to do you can whenever you feel really good and it is possible if anybody is like listening that 
um, doesn't believe that like happiness and fulfillment and freedom or any of these things just aren't possible. Like if you're listening and you say, that sounds great ladies, but like, that's just, I don't think that's me. I think that's everybody but me. That is like, so not the case. It is so possible for everybody. It's not easy, but it's something that you have to demand and start demanding that of your life, that you want happiness, that you want fulfillment. And then the decision-making process throughout that will become a little bit easier because you know that is the one thing that we're demanding at the end of the day. I love that you said that because I think that people, I mean, it's a rude awakening, but like if you're thinking that, then like you're holding, you're the only person holding yourself back yeah. and it's not going to be easy, but guess what? Life isn't easy. No, it's so funny. I feel like we, I am so guilty of it too, Yeah, but like we get into these funks of like, Oh, like I just want everything to be like happy and dandy all the time. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's just not realistic. No one promised it was going to be easy, but mm-hmm. nothing great is easy. Yeah. It's showing up every single day. And like seeing how you can make an impact like with that day, how you can make that day be the best day it can be, how you can wring the towel out, squeeze the lemon as much as you can to make sure that it's you living your best life as much as you possibly can. There's going to be so many things that come up that we would never, ever plan for. We would never, ever wish on anybody. But if we can choose like um, resilience through those moments. We can choose happiness. If we can choose looking at the bright side and seeing how this is helping us, um, in all areas of our life, I think that helps us become more successful in all areas of our life too. Yeah. And I think going off of that, so getting into more of the business stuff, resilience is just so key. Mental is so key. Everything you've said, but for people who like really just like want to launch and they have no idea where to start like logistically like business for dummies yeah I know you said strategy looking at the money and the goals yeah. as the beginning what's like so, the next few steps for yeah people? I, I know w- that it's different yeah, based on totally everybody. I would say that it really like there are some like just basic things that like okay you want to um, you want to start your business, then you need to understand like how this business is going to be structured. Um, so if you're going to be an LLC, if you're going to be a sole proprietor, if you're going to be an S corp, there's a bunch of different ways that you can set up your business for success that so you would look for somebody like a CPA or um, an attorney to help set that up for you. You can set it up yourself too, but I really like to lean on the experts whenever I'm starting yeah. any business to make sure everything is done properly from the beginning. In order to do that, you're going to need to come up with your name, decide if it's going to be under your own name if you're coming up with a name for the business make sure that all of those are available that you have the website that you have the instagram um checking for the trademark making sure you're not going to run into anything down the road that um could make you have to change your name or change your business or get sued at the end of the day you don't want that so you want to make sure that you're completely legally covered i think whenever you're starting your business filing for your business license um, and depending on what kind of businesses you're, you're in, making sure you have all the certifications that you need to start the business. So that's like really technical, but yeah. I think no, really I love important that too. Yeah. So then um, once you have all of that, you've decided the mission, what you want to create, getting a really strong budget in place. So getting your finances together from the very, very beginning, separating your bank accounts, making sure you have a business account and you have a personal account. um, So it makes it really easy at the end of the day. Um, And then I think really start leaning into your network. So build community, right? That's why we have a community at Forward Female of entrepreneurs. It's to surround yourself with people that are doing things like you are that are living the life that you want to live and really start surrounding yourself with people like that because that 
is when it's going to, you're going to really need to lean on those people when things are going well and when things aren't going well. And I think if you start that from the very beginning of building your business, I think that's a really smart place to be. Mm -hmm. Making sure your digital presence is good, your website, your branding, everything is super cohesive um, so that you can launch with, uh, with success. The other biggest thing I would say is understanding that sales and marketing are completely different, that you should not lean on posting just on social media. Yeah, I was going to say expand on that. What do you mean by that? (laughs) So sales is money. Marketing is eyeballs. Now, can more eyeballs help you get more sales? Yeah. But if you don't have a sales process in place, then your marketing isn't really going to help you get more sales at the end of the day. What's an example of like a sales process? So a sales process, I like to give the example of like whenever I worked um, for Red Bull, I worked in Red Bull in marketing and I was on the marketing team, but there was a completely other sales team at the, at the same time that we had nothing to do with each other besides just supporting each other's like departments, marketing, I'm hosting events I'm making sure people are tasting the product. They know the product. They know the new flavors that we have. We're showing up at different events where our ideal customer is going to be so they know about Red Bull and they know how cool our company is and they have tasted the flavors and they love it so then whenever they go into 7-Eleven they go into the grocery store they go into anywhere where uh, the bar to order a drink that whenever Red Bull is there and in front of them they're aware of it and they've been exposed to Red Bull so many times that they're going to reach for that drink first yeah. The sales team has made sure they have the bar account, they have the grocery store account, they have the 7-Eleven account to where then the marketing team has gotten so many eyeballs on the brand that then like it supports all of the sales in the stores too. So from all of that marketing, you see an increase in sales. Now that doesn't mean we're looking at the event that we hosted and saying, did we sell that many Red Bull at that event? No, because it was marketing. We were yeah. just looking for eyeballs. Same thing with the billboard when if you drive down the street or the commercial for McDonald's um, during the Super Bowl, right? So whenever you're thinking of marketing, you're thinking of how many times can I get more people to know about me, to see my brand, to be exposed? We call those impressions at the end of the day. Okay. So if you're like looking at your Instagram account, Impressions. impressions is one of the things that you're looking at okay so if you're selling like to a brand if you're an influencer you say i have x amount of impressions so your brand is going to be exposed to this many people yeah. reach that's why so many brands look at reach yeah. right conversion is the sales so are you able to actually convert and sell at the end of the day yeah that that consumer to actually buy the product Um, and that's part of the sales process so that like conversion at the end of the day so once you get on the sales call once they go to your website to buy the product is it easy is it an easy process for them to be able to purchase get on a call make the make the transaction with you. Yeah. I love that you brought this up too, because I feel like it really applies to like my world as well, because, Mm -hmm. and like people who are in charge of influencer marketing at businesses, because Mm -hmm. you hire different influencers for different reasons. Totally. You hire them for content, you hire them for just impressions, or you're hiring them because they have a good ROI, Mm -hmm. but you could apply this concept to any business Mm -hmm. or apply even to events like what's the goal of the event what's the goal of this post is it to get uh more return on investment or Mm -hmm. is it to just get eyes on it so I think what you're saying is super important and Mm -hmm. especially important for people who want to start a business and like want to successfully utilize marketing social media sales the whole nine because you need to know your goal Mm mm-hmm 
Yeah. To where you don't just say, I posted a a post for all week. Right. And I didn't see one sale come from it. Like you're talking about intention. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. So understanding like the different things that you're doing and there's a lot of hats to build. I like to really, as you're first getting started, understand every aspect of how to run your business from understanding the budgeting, understanding the marketing, understanding all of these things. Some things you're going to be good at and some things you're just not going to be good at. And that is totally okay. You are not meant to be good at everything, but I think it is good to have an understanding of it all. So then you can start to outsource to people that can do it faster, quicker, more efficient than you. So you can spend your time doing the thing that you're the best at and that you can um, monetize better yourself. Yeah. And that's why um, you can't be scared to jump in totally. and start trying all the hats so that you can figure out quickly. Okay. What am I good at? Mm-hmm. What am I bad at? What do I need to tr- like save to outsource for? Yeah. Because obviously in the beginning, like you can't outsource right away. So yeah. like what, what do I need to put my money towards first? Yeah, exactly. And I would say it's the thing that takes you like too much time to where you could actually be spending that amount of time doing something that you could actually like make you maybe more money because you're focusing on that thing and you don't have to outsource that thing, but you have to outsource, let's say video editing. You are just like not good at video editing and it takes you forever to like edit the video. Um, when you could be spending that time doing outreach and making sales and go to networking events and by you doing that, you will make three times, four times the amount of money that it would take for you to edit that one video. Um, so making smart business decisions there. Everything you're saying is so important to know because people don't know this information. I think they're intimidated to even Mm -hmm. look it up. How do you coach your clients through kind of that intimidation phase? I think it's taking it one step at a time. Truly, you are only one human and you only have so much capacity. So don't try to do every single thing at once. Um, it doesn't make sense. And And you're going to give everything like 10% when it all needs 100% of you. I'm so glad you said that. I'm a big believer. Like if Mm -hmm. you're going to do something, like make sure you choose to do it when you can give it 100%. Yes. I'm a big believer too. And like if you want something to be big, you have to believe Mm -hmm. that it already is. Yeah. (laughs) And so like you need to like be strategic with not only how you're starting everything you've talked about so far, but you Mm -hmm. need to be strategic about when's the right time to start. Mm -hmm. When's the next time to add that um, new revenue stream or take that new business venture. Yeah. So what I typically do is we work like with my clients, I work through Trello boards and we phase out all of these different projects. I'm never going to tell you, no, you can't do this thing, but I'm going to tell you it might be a different time of when we should do it. So we'll, we'll lay out everything that you want to do. And you say, I want to launch a podcast. I want to, um, start selling a DTC product. I want to like, right. I want, I want, I want, I want. Yeah. And um, you look at all of those things as projects and you consider them as different phases. So like, let's consider it a game again. What's level one? What's level two? What's level three? What's level four? And, um, and laying those all out and then understanding everything that needs to happen in order for that to be achieved. And you have all of that in you. You probably know exactly what needs to happen. Yeah. And if you don't, then that's when you start asking for help and support of what do you, what needs to happen in order for me to launch a podcast or what needs to happen in order for me to um, launch that product that I've been wanting to like launch. And um, understanding when that level is complete like um, is also really important. So then you can say, once I have launched 
season one of my podcast successfully, then I know that level is complete and I can move on to phase two, which is that next big project that I want to take on. So obviously all of this takes like a lot of motivation, a lot of planning, Mm -hmm. a lot of passion, obviously. Mm -hmm. Like if you're doing this and you're an entrepreneur, it's because you're passionate about it. Like the road is not an easy one. It's very rocky. Mm -hmm. There's lots of ruts, the whole nine. How do you stay motivated like personally and how do you encourage your clients to stay motivated and just on track? Yeah. So I stay motivated by one numbers at the end of the day. So whenever I'm see that I'm achieving my goals, like that keeps me definitely motivated um and then I think that I'm really passionate about what I do and I really love my life that I've built and that keeps me really motivated because I don't want to lose that really and I'm really thankful and I'm really grateful for the life that I've built and every single day I don't want to lose it and even whenever I didn't have it I wanted it so bad that kept me pretty motivated, um, to, to achieve it. So really getting clear on, on your life first, I think going back to a lot of what we said is really, really important at this point. I have a lot of people that depend on me too. So that keeps me pretty motivated. We have a whole team. I have business partners. I have a lot of people that rely on me for what I'm doing every single day. (laughs) So I better wake up and I better, uh, get working and yeah. get moving. So, no um, one's going to show up for you. You have no, to show up for yourself. Yeah. And, um, and it's a choice every single day that I wake up, uh, Lo and I were just talking about this, um, have a really solid morning routine that I, that I love. Yeah, um, share, please yeah. share. Low shared hers. <laughs> um, yeah. So my morning routine, I wake up, um, I, uh, go to my, I, well, I make my coffee. That's like literally perfect. Um, and I, love, I love it so much. <laughs> um, I've perfected it. And then I go over to my meditation chair. I journal in my five minute journal, which is a lot of gratitude, um, uh, affirmations, getting really clear on like the big focuses for my day. Um, I started pulling these like, um, like get to know me cards that you typically do with like other people. But I started doing it with myself and it's been such a cool like self-discovery process like every morning. And I'm really loving that. Uh, I walk my dogs, which gets to be like moving in the morning. Uh, I'll blast the music like all throughout (laughs) like my home um, because I'm the only one home typically and really like get in high vibrations. I have a whole playlist of like of good vibes and it really just like sets me in like a really good like trajectory in my day. I truly love the clients that like I get to work with. I get to help women like start and grow businesses. It's kind of the coolest job ever. Yeah. Our team is amazing and so passionate too. So every aspect I look at my life and I look at my calendar and I look at like where I'm intentionally spending my time that like continues to keep me motivated um, to make sure that the things in my calendar aren't draining me, but they're giving me like energy. And obviously I think mindset is one of the biggest parts of being able to, to continue like I think being able to roll with the punches it's so much easier said than done but understanding and accepting when those moments come that like when you have to kind of grab the toolbox and like Mm -hmm. stay motivated that like that's very normal but what would you say to someone who's maybe okay I'm in this rough patch I Mm -hmm. have my mindset under control I've like gotten out of the ditch I'm not gonna let myself go there Mm -hmm. but like what what should I do now how should I pivot my strategy depending on where you're struggling in your business if you're feel like you're struggling with cash flow then that might be something that you need to really like 
zone in on and really tackle and really figure out identify the problem and really like put focus there yeah. um, because it's probably not going to fix itself and yeah. it could send you in that same rut again. So making sure that being aware of whatever sent you into the rut and whatever kind of spiraled you down. Um, and once you pick yourself back up saying, okay, I know what the issue is. Now I'm going to put all of my time, energy and effort and focus into solving this problem and don't get distracted again and ignore it or try to like yeah. kind of brush over it. Cause I think obviously like we have to, I think, especially as humans, mm-hmm. but like entrepreneurs, like you need to take care of like your mental health. You need to be in a good mental space to continue mm-hmm. to be able to show up for yourself and continue to create. Yeah. But I think there's like a realistic side as well. That's mm-hmm. like, you need to actually be able to look at the numbers, look at what's happening and be like, okay, where do I need to actually pivot and, and take address? Action. Like my <laughs> mindset isn't going to like change what the problem is. The problem's going to keep coming back if mm-hmm. I don't try and like step in and fix things yeah take action like um take messy action just take action because you can be aware of it all day long yeah you can know what the issue is you can build the perfect strategy to overcome it to achieve it but if you're not taking action you absolutely will not see results entrepreneurship is a very emotional mm-hmm. roller coaster yeah. as we've touched on yeah. i think the two you know, the logistical side to business and business coaching, but also the mental game is they're so closely related. Mm -hmm. Totally. I think that low is the one that really taught me this and we really lean on each other for this as well. So we have such a, um, a a beautiful opportunity to have a partnership and to have like, um, be business partners. But I know a lot of people don't have that luxury, I would say, but you're doing it on your own and you don't have somebody to lean on maybe as much, um, that really understands your business in depth. So the biggest thing that we say to each other all the time, whenever things come up that like, it just pisses us off or it really just frustrates us. Mm -hmm. Or we're like, why is this person acting this way? Um, we just say we need to pause and we need to take the emotion out of it. We need to, before we respond, before we act, before we make a decision, we really need to like pause, reflect on it, take the emotion out of it and really like act accordingly. And I think that has saved us time and time and time again. Totally. I think that it's a really hard, a hard part of entrepreneurship that people Mm -hmm. don't talk about a lot. Like in my case, like I'm alone in what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Like it's a self-brand. Um, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to not take things personally, especially on like kind of a different like sector of what you're talking about. Like when I like, I don't know when a post doesn't perform well, like you have to kind of train yourself to be like, this isn't about me. Mm -mm. Like this isn't a me problem. I need to think about this as a business. I think it's really hard to remove yourself Mm -hmm. when you're so fully invested in your dream Mm -hmm. and goal. Yeah, exactly. It's not, I think it's so hard. We like are so consumed with what we're doing and so consumed with our business. Like, but it's not all about us at the end of the day, right? Yeah. It's about the other people on the other end of um, of the conversation, on the other end of the deal, and the other end of what's happening. Um, you never know what they're going through. You never know what their goals are. You never know what's going on in their business. So you have to just trust that you are doing the best that you can and that um, – that if something doesn't work out, it, it wasn't meant to be. One of the questions I have on here was that if we were in like a business, like one-on-one coaching session, yeah. like what, what would that look like? Yeah. If I'm coming to you, especially mm-hmm. where I am right now, like I've started this business, mm-hmm. I'm doing it, I'm making like a living yeah. off of it, but I want to like elevate. I want to make more money. Like yeah. what would that look kind of meeting look like? Yeah. So I think first and foremost, we would focus on the vision, like 
really intensely. Like I would want to know every single detail of exactly what it is that you want to achieve. Because once we have that clarity and once we have that objective, I think that there's nothing that we can't achieve. Then we immediately go into the strategy of, of achieving it. Right. And whatever it is, is going to be different. And, um, like I said, we might need to phase it out. We might need to really get clear on what needs to come first, second, third, and how we're really going to stack the evolution of your brand of where it is today, but how are we going to get it to where we want it to be? And then, um, from there we would get really into action. So making sure that you are acting on the things that we need to be like, acting on and, um, and holding you fiercely accountable. So I like to say, I mean, like your fierce ally in achieving like success for yourself. I love that. So we would meet every single week. We would make sure that you're taking action, that any questions that you have, we're solving them like during every single session that we have and that, um, we're evolving your business as you evolve too. Um, and making sure that you stay on track and motivated and focused. We talked in Lowe's episode about strategy and how important it is to get down to like every nitty gritty detail and Mm -hmm. make sure that you're covering not just like, oh, well, I'm going to post more content. So I grow like what kind of content when what Mm -hmm. are you going to do? I get a little bit overwhelmed with like how much I have to do Mm -hmm. and like all the different things that Mm -hmm. I want to implement. Mm -hmm. Do you have like um, advice for that? Or is like, do you take like on certain days, do you assign certain days to things? Oh yeah. I love this. I am like a, um, a Google calendar psycho. I really implement with this with every single client that I have too, um, because it transforms their lives like truly. So getting really, really clear and intentional where you're seeing, where you're spending every single like minute of your day, truly, we color code it, we make sure that we're really aware um, of where you're spending your time. So another thing that I would have you do whenever we first like got started, if that's one of the biggest things that's like overwhelming you right now, is that for a week, I would have you track every single um, minute that you spent in your day um, from the time that you wake up until the time that you go to bed for seven days. And we'd really get clear on where you're spending your time, where you're spending the most of your time and where you're maybe spending too much time or not enough. Mm-hmm. Something that I've really implemented into my life that's changed a lot of things for me is habit stacking. I feel like I have such long days and like I know yeah. you guys probably do too. Yeah. And you like catch yourself like, why did this take me so long? Or mm-hmm. like, I really want to do this or I need to do this mm-hmm. as a part of my routine. Mm-hmm. But like it's taking up too much time. So like I started incorporating like, okay, so instead of just listening to a podcast and like eating mm-hmm. my lunch, I'm yeah. going to make sure that I'm like going on the walk that I need to go on. Yeah. Or maybe mm-hmm. I like need to go to the grocery store, but I also want to listen to this podcast or I need to take a phone call meeting. Mm-hmm. Like, can I do that on the way? Mm-hmm. Like habit stacking really, I think mm-hmm. increases your time in the day Yeah, because time is so valuable. I mm-hmm. hate wasting time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's different for everybody. Right. Yeah. And that's why I would say there isn't habit stacking, time blocking. Like there's so many different like ways to like to really build your schedule and really understanding what it is that does work for you. And then like committing to it is, I think, the the next thing. So yeah. um, if habit stacking like works for you, it's saying like, how can you optimize that? Right. And if something else like works for somebody else, then you say, OK, great. Like, how do I optimize that? And how do I become really intentional? 
intentionally aware of where I'm spending all of my time. And then whenever you think about like outsourcing like your team, you're really able to like visually see what you're able to do, visually see where you're spending the most time that you don't need to be doing that thing, but somebody else could actually do. I think that is like the biggest way to make more money is like being able to look at your time and like stop wasting it. hundred That was something I really had to work on like this mm-hmm. last year. Why did it take me like so long to like find trends on TikTok and mm-hmm. then like recreate videos and then like mm-hmm. edit them? Yeah. And I caught myself like scrolling a little like I would Mm -hmm. get caught up so I started using like a time blocking Mm -hmm. like alarm I think like you just have to try all different things and Mm -hmm. see what works best for you and like you said stick to it um and confidence is keeping the promises to yourself Mm -hmm. so once you decide you're going to do something you have to stick to it well and I would say accountability is also like a really important like aspect of that that's why coaching like is so powerful right there's um there's a statistics that uh that a recent like study did And it was, if you set a goal, you are 10% likely to achieve it. If you set that same goal and you tell somebody else that you have that goal, you are 65% more likely to achieve it. And if you set weekly scheduled meetings with that person that you committed that goal to, you are 95% more likely to achieve it. It's so powerful. Really powerful. So whether it's a business coach, whether it's like a best friend that you like commit with, somebody that you commit to accountability of goals that you want to set for yourself, you will stick to it and you will achieve it. There, It's um, uh, not a lot of room for error in 95%. Yeah, I love that because especially with the podcast too, like I knew that I had wanted to do it and, but I wanted to like wait for the right time. But when that time came, I was like, okay, so I don't chicken out Mm -hmm. or give into the intimidation or fear. I'm going to tell everyone around me Mm -hmm. that I'm launching a podcast so that it's embarrassing if I don't, (laughs) you know what I mean? Because not everybody has access to like, um, coaching or maybe the resources to do coaching yet. And so I love that you said that, like you can tell like friends, you can tell Mm -hmm. people who, you know, are smarter than you or someone who is like, you look up to Mm -hmm. that, like you're going to do something Mm -hmm. to, I don't know, motivate you to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Don't, there's an internal accountability aspect of like holding yourself accountable, but then there is that external accountability that really, um, shouldn't be looked over. And you should really, if you're feeling like, you aren't accomplishing the things that you want to accomplish and you feel like you're so motivated internally, but for some reason it keeps slipping. I would say, look at external accountability and how can you add that into your life? What would you say is like one of the biggest things you see that like keeps people from fulfilling their dream? I think perfectionism, fear of it not being perfect before getting something out into the world, um, and fear of failure, um, and, um, lack of knowledge, um, are the biggest thing. And it's so natural. Yeah. Right. So don't like get down on yourself if you feel like you're feeling that because we, dehuma- we de- dehumanize it a yeah. lot. Like we're humans. Like that's our brain and our body trying to like protect us from getting hurt at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. And being able to push past that is create some friction sometimes from that like protection mode. Yeah. But being if you're able to push past it, um, we all are, but if you're able to really focus on pushing past that, that's where you can really kind of get this sense of freedom that I hear everybody wants, every single one of my clients. When I yeah. say, what do you really want? That's one of the main things that everybody wants, freedom, flexibility. You have to rewire your brain and mm-hmm. thought stream to kind of 
a dress fear, but then move it out of the way. Mm -hmm. You have to observe it and move it out of the way because if you give into that, you won't get past the barrier, but it does take time. It does take rewiring. It continues to take motivation. It's an everyday thing, right? If like I sat here today and told you I'm never scared or I'm, or I don't ever like fear failure, I would be lying. Yeah. It's normal. We we all do it, but it's being able to kind of work out that muscle, just like you would, if you go into the gym to get stronger, to do more push-ups or something. Um, you got to keep working out that muscle to get stronger at being able to push it aside when needed. Yeah. And I always think about it this way too. Like if you push past the fear, get over whatever hump it was and you Mm -hmm. like move forward, succeed, I, it builds your confidence 100%. so that the fear starts to diminish yeah. like little by little. That doesn't mean you're not going to be fearful. Mm-hmm. Obviously new, new problems, yeah. new insecurities come yeah. out, but I do think it strengthen it strengthens your confidence. A hundred percent. So if you feel like you lack confidence right now, it just takes doing it right. Yeah. The first time that you got the behind the wheel of a car, um, you were thinking about every little thing that you were doing. You yeah. were like scared that you were going to get in a wreck. You didn't know what to do, putting on your blanket. There's a million things to like look at. And now you probably get in the car, you turn it on and you like almost forget how you got from like A to B. Right. Um, you have to like be able to build your confidence, um, just by doing and, um, and do it, do it scared. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on and talking, going through everything that you did, starting from Mm -hmm. having a dream in media and working at Warner brothers to now where you are now, how do you see it? Like, how do you see the journey? Mm -hmm. What would you tell someone? Um, uh, I see it as a beautiful transformation of who I was to who I am now and who I'm becoming, I think has been beautiful and uh, quite the transformation too at the same time. People forget how beautiful life is. I -hmm. think like we said earlier, like there's this false expectation Mm -hmm. that like beautiful life, beautiful every day means like happy and amazing all the Mm -hmm. time. But the highs wouldn't feel even high if there weren't mm-hmm. lows, too. Yeah, it's where gratitude comes from, too. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. that. Thank you yeah. so much, Priscilla. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I hope you leave here feeling motivated and inspired. Do not forget to rate and review the pod on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And don't forget to follow How I See It Pod so you can keep up with podcast updates and see who's coming on next. And if you're not already, come join the fam and follow at How Hand Sees It. Thank you, guys. <laughs>